0: After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the good ones. We talk about the bad ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Women heroes, we call them sheroes. Sure, you do, Brawny. Hey, I'm Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz, and we are your hosts. Hey, Veeves. How about now? Hi, Andrew. Sorry about that. I'm off my game today. Yeah, you're Matter not fact, feeling good. No, and I'm going to say this right now. You know, I said we're your hosts. How about you're the host and I'm your guest today? Can we do that?
2: Sure. I did put the show together. You
1: put the show together. Um, I just coughed my way through uh, a, another podcast. And so I'm worried that the more I talk, even though I know I'm doing it a lot right now, the more I talk, the, the greater the chances that I'm going to get off the rails and uh, coughing on you. So I'm going to hand the reins over to you. What are... What the hell are we doing today?
2: Uh, we are talking about a particular trope in commercials. I, you know, when we first started the show, it was like trope of the week. And then then we ran out of tropes. And then we got lazy and stopped doing tropes and just sort of basically made every show some version of a grab bag. But I was watching... Uh, <laughs> so okay.
1: our own... Tro- we kind of gave up on our own tropes. Yeah,
2: Exactly. <laughs> Um, but I was watching TV, uh, as I want to do, and I noticed that there is a particular trope that actually a lot of uh, commercials and, and advertisers use. And for an industry that prides itself and actually has many people in it whose title actually says creative, it's pretty uh, it's pretty hackneyed at this point. And that is the idea that there's like a version of the the consumer in the ad and a another version of the consumer in the ad and the happy version of the consumer usually is using the product and the unhappy or in some in some other way some some deficit having version of the consumer is is not using the product
1: so this was some sort of a uh drug-induced show topic
2: (laughs) it does seem that way so in other words like like, the idea of an alter ego or an evil twin or something like that
1: like um and and these can be good or bad right like a better version of you or a worse version of you yeah
2: and and actually gets used in lots sort of some interesting ways which we'll go into and some of these are ads and um and products that we've talked about before so i won't belabor the ones that we've done but but you really do start to see a lot of these once you start looking for them
1: when it's time to check in with the ad council can i ask you one question about that yes is it jingle time there is a jingle oh yeah to
2: report yes
1: uh all right well i'm looking forward to that as well so you want to just get right into this uh this evil twin talk
2: yeah Little magnetic fields for you. Um, the the ad I want to start with is for Sprint, and this is the ad that made me think. Hey, I feel like I've seen this in a hundred other ads. They are still using Paul, our friend, our friend Ugh. Smug Paul Markarelli. Um but they keep putting him in different scenarios, right? Like there's one that's super irritating where he's talking to the Sprinter, who's this oh, like yeah. overly perky, cheery uh foil to his i guess more i guess he's the jaded one but anyway can i just
1: ask one quick question why <laughs> yeah. you want to move on so badly um but i'm gonna bog you down um that sprint turn she shows up in a series of commercials right i think
2: there's at least two
1: and am i correct do you believe that that's almost kind of a uh, them trying to heal this campaign, for lack of a better word, or fix this campaign? Because he's the constant, right? He's the star. I find him incredibly unwatchable. Just smarmy and both smarmy and pathetic at the same time. Like, to me, he is a really bad spokesperson these days. Um, And I was just wondering if you think that bringing in another, like, recurring character is their way of kind of acknowledging that a little bit.
2: I have a hard time believing that Sprint thinks that this is failing, and so they're gonna like pour you know, put good spokespeople after bad. <laughs> I think in their minds, it's like a flow and Jamie dynamic good with the like
1: parallel. the
2: sort of you know eager puppy dog character and the more seasoned spokes character. I just don't think it works especially well. But that's not what I want to talk about Sorry. in this campaign. This is still Paul, but there is a um, they're doing the, a Smarter You campaign where he talks to a, a non-Sprint customer and then shows that Sprint customer a version of themselves, the same actor, but they're much happier because they used Sprint.
1: Oh, okay. So should we start with this one here? It looks like... And I haven't seen these. I've done no work on this show today. But I have been working on my Mr. Ed impression. Um, I see Paul uh, standing in front of a yellow background. Yeah. um, And it looks like a kind of a disheveled guy next to him. Is this where the commercial begins? Do you
2: know the word is disheveled? What did I say? You always say disheveled. Like that someone who had a shovel disheveled. and it was taken from them. I've been disheveled.
1: <laughs> I've been disheveled.
2: I was digging this hole and then someone disheveled me. Well,
1: let me ask you this, smart ass. Yeah? Is the guy here holding a shovel?
2: No, <laughs> he's been disheveled. <laughs>
1: well then. <laughs> I think you owe me an apology.
2: Right. So he's he's disheveled, he's uh, he's unkempt, his his he's like aggressively unkempt. His like shirt is half untucked, which is universal TV speak for out of sorts. And or trivago and he's yeah right or or the trivago hottie uh and he's breathing into a paper bag this is jim
1: he's
0: hyperventilating
1: after opening his verizon bill
2: who's that the that's the version
1: of you that switched to sprint and saved fifty now i should just say here um that we're now seeing kind of all three of them paul is in the middle uh The man whose shovel was stolen Mm -hmm. is on the left. And now the same actor is appearing on the right, only very uh, put together, shirt tucked in, looking fresh as a daisy. 50% for his family. 50%? It is the best price for Unlimited. Plus, I got a new Samsung phone for 50% off. It's just a smart choice. That works for me. Be a smarter you. Get the best price for Unlimited. And now get 50% off the new Samsung phone.
2: I don't like it. I <laughs> don't, I don't do in general I think, think that Sprint is is really nailing it with anything that they've done lately, and the the guy who plays the the gym the dumb gym and the smart gym, the you know the customer character, is um not winning any ATMs.
1: Yeah. He's overacting. They have, don't they have... They have a real um, casting problem. They do. They need a casting everything, director. With yes,
2: I totally agree. I think casting is Sprint's biggest hurdle right now.
1: What if we just made just... Are you at all interested in making um, like kind of pitching campaigns on spec?
2: Oh, yeah. I have a lot of time for that. So Do you sure. think there's a future in that for us? I couldn't even get AdWig to take my call about hosting our podcast which we wanted to give to them for free i don't think i'm i don't think i'm pitching campaigns on spec to sprint level yet
1: do we want to do another um one of these smarter things i don't think i've seen these i find this interesting i've
2: seen them on tv i remember i watch a lot more tv than you Yeah, a little bit um but yeah this is the same basic premise but it's a woman customer this time and i think you'll see that they have the same basic problem here which is Acting.
1: Acting. Um, I don't see a screenshot of this one before I hit play, so let me ask you this. Are there any shovels involved?
2: No one is shuffled or deshoveled. This is Debbie. She has... FOMO. Mm, because she doesn't have Sprint Unlimited that now includes Hulu.
0: Wait. What am I missing? Who is that? The you you.
1: That's the you who has Sprint and Hulu and can stream the shows that everyone's talking about. And, uh, she got rid of her FOMO.
2: I also got rid of that boyfriend.
1: That works for me. Yeah. What do you watch? Whoa. Oh,
2: that looks funny.
1: Be a smarter... You wow, know. she's annoying herself. Yes. I gotta say, as somebody who does that a lot, I guess I can associate with that. Of what? Annoying myself.
2: <laughs> well, here's a couple things that are wrong with that ad. I got rid of that boyfriend. Um, do you mean like the person who you would identify? It's like it's like uh, when we do that joke we make all the time, like... Um, uh, Joe Perry asks about you all the time. Oh, like, right. Yeah. Do you mean I got rid of Steve? Like, oh,
1: she, I, oh you wouldn't yeah. Oh, not say right, that. Yeah. I
2: wouldn't. You wouldn't say yeah. that boyfriend to yourself. Right,
1: right. Yes, um, it also brings up some timeline. Well, no, no. I guess it doesn't bring up timeline. I issues. guess it's
2: like a sliding doors scenario. Yeah, that's. A I good think way it's of a sliding it. doors story. Okay.
1: Anyway, uh, okay. So that's. But I also don't
2: think either. I don't think that actress is very good.
1: I think that does a good job of setting up the um, the thesis. But too. you get it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay. So there's
2: this idea that, and so many advertisers have leaned on this. But I do think it's kind of interesting to unpack how are they using this, mm-hmm. right? So with Sprint, it's pretty straightforward. Use it, happy you. Don't use it, unhappy you. Um, there's another set of commercials out right now that are using basically the same premise. Now, they are not, in this case, the exact same actors playing the other you, um, but they are the same premise. And these are these uh, ads for Realtor.com with who's, their spokesperson's been Elizabeth Banks for a number of oh, years yeah. now. And she is just... You can't go wrong with Elizabeth Banks.
1: I love Elizabeth Who Banks. Who doesn't?
2: But I thought... I,
1: I should just keep my mouth shut. I thought that I didn't love her in these things. Well, she's a little, ag- she's a, no, listen, this isn't because I think she's a woman and she should be in her place, but she's a I little aggressive. I think she aggressive. is a woman. She's a little aggressive.
2: Well, I, I, and shrill, right?
1: And she's very <laughs> she's shrill. <laughs>
2: no, I, I think not every, I will, I'll agree with you that not every realtor.com ad with her in it works perfectly for mm-hmm. me. Um, but I don't find her general persona to be off putting. Um, and I, I do especially like these, particularly this first one you're going to see where she and, uh, a youngish man, uh, walk, <laughs> sorry to me. Think of a joke that's not relevant to this podcast. Okay.
1: um so That's if, like when I got in trouble for like laughing in the back of the classroom, and the teacher would say, "Would you like to share it?" No, and you couldn't because it was a dirty joke. You'd be like, "I was just thinking of something funny that Marty said earlier." I was
2: thinking of a funny joke from the podcast. My dad wrote a porno. <laughs> that's okay. the, that's the truth.
1: Okay.
2: um So she's walking down like a towards a white picket fence from a doorway, you know, of a new house with a, a young guy carrying a little cute brown dog, and she's talking to him. I love this new place. Yeah, it's nice. We're happy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what, what, what? Now, this is- another guy comes up to the white picket fence at where, where they're walking up to. He's also carrying a little brown dog. He sort of meets the general description that the first guy would meet. Like, they're tall, skinny, black. I think they both have mustaches. Um, They're not the same actor, obviously, but they clearly... And one of them's wearing a black sweater with white stripes, and the other guy's wearing a white sweater sweater with black stripes.
1: And they're both carrying dogs, but the dogs are slightly different. Dogs are just
2: slightly different. Oh. What? what, what? This is a not you. He also wanted your house. But you used Realtor.com. With more homes for sale updating in real time, you found it before he could.
0: Sorry. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to
1: Carlos. (laughs) Um, No. I mean, let's not make it weird, Carlos. <laughs> I'm not going home before not you. <laughs> okay, that ending line is hilarious. is she but delightful? She is great. But here, now I'm remembering this campaign. I like to wait until I'm in a show before I remember the commercials we're going to be talking about. I'm not huge on the premise, and maybe we'll run into this problem a lot with this theme, but there's something generally shitty about the way they talk down to this alternative version of you
2: the the dumb the failure version yes
1: and you see this in other commercials that aren't necessarily like kind of doing this but where someone is failing by not is failing and it always feels it's so negative to me
2: yeah i mean that's a legitimate criticism it doesn't bother me um intrinsically Uh, i think i care about like I, I like these when they're well executed, and I don't like them when they're not. Which I don't think the sprint ones are very well executed, um, but I think all the performances in this one are great. I love the guy, the not you guy who says, "Don't apologize to me, apologize to Carlos." Like mm-hmm. I think like that guy really sells it. I like him. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and one when she says, "Don't make it weird, Carlos." And, yeah, and of course she's that's just comedy such a proud. gold. We have another one here. This one is called Moving Day in the Not You. Yeah.
2: Now in this one, there's going to be a couple. Um, And the couple are, they're moving into their new house. They're talking to Elizabeth Banks about their new house. And then the not-you version of them comes up to the window of their new kitchen and peeks in. Move-in day. So exciting. Who's that? Oh, those are just not-you's. They also wanted this house. But you guys use Realtor.com. With more homes for sale, updating in real time. You found it before they could.
1: They're just having a stare off yeah. by the way and the people outside look really And pathetic. it's driving
2: me crazy. If you see the the guy who's the not you version of the man, he's about to say he's about to have a line here. He is somebody. He's some actor on a sitcom or something. And I'm going to make this this show picture on Facebook. <laughs> I want everyone to go look and tell me who this dude is cuz I've been I looked on iSpot, they don't list all the cast members. I googled it. Um, usually I have pretty good Googling skills. Someone tell me who this mofo is. Uh,
1: should I hit play on this, though? Or are we waiting for a punchline at the yeah, end? Yeah,
2: there's a little punchline. I love your new house, Mel. Find your dream home before not you finds it.
1: Yeah, there's something about this um, kind of jealousy thing. You know... You know what I get a little whiff of with this? Something that really bothers you in the other campaign is the "I got mine" attitude. Yeah, and what is a there's the an element E-trade of that for sure. Yeah, you like the the suckers who didn't get on.
2: Right, you know, you're the dumbest guy in your high school. Just bought a yacht. Like, get yours. There's a new one. We won't talk about it. We won't show it here. Um, but there's a new one that really makes me insane. Where a you the the guy being whose inner thoughts are being narrated is watching his new brother-in-law who's tall and handsome and rich and all these great things and your dad loves him um you would you like your new brother-in-law but you'd like him more if you made more money than he did like it's so just grimy and small and unpleasant and it, it, it for me money's an emotional thing for most people for everybody I would say for me the associating those emotions with money and like how to be rich is disgusting
1: and also it's (laughs) let's just get into it like almost every commercial there's a stand-in for you the consumer right in some way or another in this case clearly in this in today's show we're talking about kind of a twist on that um but in those e-trade ones it's very very specifically i believe it's even written in the second person yeah
2: it is you would like your brother-in-law more if he if you made more money than him
1: And I always have a problem with commercials that like associate me or the person who's standing in for me with being a Mm (laughs) Cretan or just being an unlikable person. I agree. And like, tell me just what the brother in law did. He seems so much chill, or he seems so much more chill. And cooler than you. I don't want to be this guy who's constantly, because you know, I think I even said this to you when that commercial was on the other day, like, oh, you think this guy who's a stand-in for me in this E-Trade commercial, once he gets his, whatever that is, oh, suddenly he's going to be happy again? No, he's just going to be looking around the room, shit-thinking. Not shit talking, but shit thinking whoever the next richest guy is. I
2: agree. Now, one of the things that doesn't bother me about these Realtor.com ads is that the couple or the person, the winner in that scenario, they are not interacting negatively with the not used. Like the guy in the first one says, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like he, he... they interact with – they either don't interact at all with their doppelgangers or they interact in a basically neutral to nice way. And I think that's nice. Like you – the if mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks can be a little snarky. She's the realtor or whatever. She's the yeah. company. But the person, the proxy for you is not a jerk.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. You're not – they're not um – um trying to make the other yous feel bad or rub their nose in it. If anything, they're just feeling a little awkward because they're confronted with their other yous.
2: Exactly. Um, all right, so moving on. There's another one. Uh, this is a pretty old one, but I thought of it. I remembered it for years, and I thought of it when I was putting the show together. Um, you know the runner, Usain Bolt? Yeah. Obviously. Like, I think he's is he the, still the fastest human. I think
1: so. He doesn't run anymore.
2: So no one knows. He could be. He's like, no one will ever know. I don't run (laughs) anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Way to go, Usain. Um, Take the low road.
2: But he was an Olympian uh, in his prime. And I guess this was now a few years ago. Um, Xfinity did a commercial with him where he had a doppelganger or a twin named who they called Insane Bolt. And Insane makes Usain look like a slowpoke.
1: This rings. Do you remember a,
2: this one? Just a faint bell. So it's really just an excuse for Xfinity to brag about their, uh, you know, internet speeds and all of that banana, all that, uh, all that nonsense. But uh, the the opening to it is very cute because he's getting ready. He's in the starting blocks for a race, and then a version of him, insane, gets next to him, and he's all like, he like covered in red lightning and everything, and and the just the look that Usain gives to insane is pretty funny.
1: What if Usain Bolt had a twice as fast brother?
2: Is it Usain? Is is that what that guy said? Yeah, I always thought it was Usain, but I probably have just been reading it more than hearing it. I guess I always thought it was Usain, too.
0: What if Usain Bolt had a twice as fast brother? Insane Bolt. Yes, insane. And what if insane represented Xfinity's twice as fast movie downloads, twice as fast TV streaming, twice as fast connecting and chatting? Insane! You're insane! You're crazy, Bob.
1: Xfinity Internet. We've doubled our speeds. The fastest you get just a little, got faster.
2: Little Bob Costas at the end there. Little yeah, Bob Costas cameo.
1: He's just such a great not Costas. Like <laughs> Bolt is. I mean, I have no problem with Costas sure. either, but um, Usain. I. I, I guess. Usain Usain Bolt is uh, he's very charismatic. Was
2: it? He had a bunch of commercials in Jamaica that we've talked Remember, about. Like yeah, yeah he's, he's like a he's like the national you know hero of Jamaica. And because he's just like he's he's one of those guys. Right, who, those isn't are the ones. Just, yeah, watch.
1: he's not just an amazing athlete. He's just so charismatic yeah. and just naturally funny, even in a commercial that doesn't have that many lines. The ones we were talking about from Jamaica, what were they for? He was running a relay, right? Was
2: it for Red Stripe?
1: I want to say that because it's the only Jamaican product I'm pretty that I sure know it of. was. But then, like you, you hand something off, and then he would stay and party. Yeah, I think. Exactly. And then somebody else would have he to. He would take make the somebody take and, the baton and, and yeah, and go. yeah. Anyway, uh, I really, I really like him.
2: And they would say something, right? It would. They, it wasn't. It was like beep beep, but it wasn't beep beep. It
1: it was like beep beep, but it wasn't beep beep. Can you we name the show that.
2: <laughs> it was like a dream where it was like beep beep, but it wasn't beep beep.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Don't go there, Walsh. I woke up this morning and I had a dream that was related to me hosting TVTL today. And then um, I was going to tell the dream at the beginning of the show and I couldn't remember it. And I almost called you at work (laughs) because I know I told you that dream when I woke up this morning. But I was like, I think that if I have to call up Genevieve at work to remind me what I dreamt about. And listeners don't even like it you, when I talk about my dreams anyway.
2: I'm going to tell you what that dream was about. It was
1: something about t-shirts, yes. right? Yes.
2: You dreamed that you had an unusually high number of Life's a Beach t-shirts in your t-shirt Life's collection. A beach, right. And then you wanted to, in your dream... Find out the ratio or the percentage of your life's a beach T-shirts to To all of my T-shirts. That was it. I
1: I remembered most of it. I I thought it was some beach (laughs) bum T-shirt or something. That's right. It was life's a beach. Very graphic. Very. very, Uh. I remember the details of it. Okay. Um. Enough about me and my damn dreams. What's up next?
2: All right. This is a commercial for Bush's Beans. This is a commercial that I did find today by searching just search terms. But once I saw it, I remembered it. Mm. So. So this is kind of an interesting take on this it's instead of being like bad person doesn't use the product good person does use the product yeah. it's like two versions of you yourself use two versions of the product
1: oh and okay. you're gonna hear
2: two voices the one is the man who takes on his alter ego and the other voice is his um irish setter i guess it's a dog
1: Jay Bush and Duke here. When I'm in the mood for hot dogs and burgers, I go with the classic taste of Bush's baked beans. Oh, I remember this. But I'm feeling bolder. Now, oh, my God. So now he's like the same actor, but he's like
2: wearing like black jeans he's, and a wallet chain, and he's all tatted up. But and he's, he's got,
1: like a middle-aged guy. He's yeah. bald. He's got a kind of a, a salt and pepper beard, right? And
2: shaved. And the dog has a <laughs> spiked collar and shaved.
1: And the dog is wearing sunglasses. I do remember this. But I'm feeling bolder. So I go for the robust flavor of Bush's Grilling Beans a perfect match for steaks and chops. Dude, I like this new wild side. By the way, that's the dog that's, talking yeah. at the end. I don't, I don't know that we needed this It's element. a little, it's a
2: little too extra. I agree. Psst.
1: Dude, I like this new wild side.
2: I actually though Bush's have to agree means. with the dog because Jay Bush <laughs> is much more attractive as the, I the like I would go out on a date with the wild side uh jay Bu- jay guy J bush but i would not go out on a date with the first one
1: i thought you told me that you wouldn't have dated me if i was still using uh wearing a wallet chain when I. well
2: just because he can rock it doesn't mean you can
1: a wallet chain <laughs> with pleated pants yeah
2: exactly and
1: uh oxblood doc martens is a hell of a look
2: were they even Oxblood Doc Martens when I met you? They were just steel toed
1: b- boots. No, uh, no, I wasn't wearing Doc Martens when I met you, and I also wasn't um wearing a wallet chain when I That's met you. True. This was a this was a different Andrew. A very, very This was more of a grilled beans, Andrew, from the nineties. <laughs> I didn't meet you until I was in the more standard, standard beans, beans of the twenty of the two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> can that be our new? Can that be our new like code for the way we talk about things? Like, are, do you want to go grilling beans or just standard beans? On standard this?
2: beans. All right. So this next one is for a commercial or for a product campaign that I we've talked about before. This is the Discover Card ads where we've talked about what what a confused campaign this is. Like, I was going to ask treat you if this was like going like to come treat up. You. Yeah, it's
1: so complicated because it's never explained where the customer service person is on the phone. Played. Taking a call from somebody who needs help with their credit card, but it's clearly the same person, but it's never clear if they're supposed to be twins or the same. It's never acknowledged. And it's just fucked up.
2: It's in the early ones on this campaign. It was acknowledged and oh. the, and it was we and their slogan was we treat you like you treat you. Oh. And sometimes they still say that sometimes they don't in one. It's actually two people who are supposed to be and I don't know if they're actually two different actresses or if they're the same actress playing twins in one, she's like, Oh, you're my sister. I forgot. I guess I forgot you work at discover card. Yeah. The whole campaign is a Michigas. This is one, but, but it does definitely fit our theme, right? Mm -hmm. Like this idea of a, you, that's one thing. And you're treating yourself the way you'd want to be treated. Like, I think that's kind of an interesting spin Actually, I actually don't think it's the worst idea. I think it's horribly executed and extremely confused because it's like they stuck with one idea but then tried to graft all these other things onto it, like features of the card and mm. stuff. This is one that also especially annoys me because I don't like the performances or the writing. Um, this is for uh, a, a some feature for getting cash back match in, uh, for the card. And it's a young woman who's kind of in... She looks like she's in some kind of like... Designy kind of job and she's at her desk and she's calling Discover Card and she's talking to an, another the customer service person who's clearly played by the same actress but they're styled very differently Discover Card! Hi! I'm just looking at my account and I've got all this extra cash back Yep! That's your cash back match!
1: Only Discover will automatically match all the cash back new card members earn at the end of their first year. You matched
2: everything I earned this year? Yeah! Woo! More money! More money! Ah! So it's all very exciting. I'm going to spread the news. Spread it wide. It's cashback match, people. You
0: know that. You all work here. <laughs> New card
1: members get a dollar for dollar match. No, they it, it,
2: it? won you over? Yeah, I
1: mean, I kind of like that actress. She's kind of funny.
2: I just find her I don't like, know why.
1: I'm, I have a cold. I'm an easy target. Yeah, right
2: I just find the more money, more money line to be forced, and her delivery of it is forced. It just doesn't work for me. I don't actually...
1: If you put, if you hook me up to a lie detector, I don't think I necessarily like that. I just... The, the line... You all know that. You all work here. That
2: one... That actually is kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. But it's the performance... Of the person who's in the office, who's the customer that mm-hmm. I think is is just sort of stilted. Um, just in general, the campaign is problematic. Yeah. Um, but, but but there you go. That's yet another way of doing the like you you versus you, right?
1: Right, right. Yep. And that's been going on for a while. Although that one is so that's just like well, I'm just repeating what you said. But yeah, it's just <laughs> so confused.
2: Um, you and I, we won't. We don't need to play any of these um, unless you're just dying to see them again. But do you remember the ads for Directv where there was a Holy million shit. Rob Lows, like Rob Lowe with skinny arms, Rob Lowe with creepy. I face, do want to go Rob back down. With-
1: these were huge, huge when we started <laughs> they this were. podcast, and there were, they were a, there was a Dude. huge storyline about it. Then he left somewhat ignominiously, igno ign- disheveled. <laughs>
2: I think you had it right. He left
1: disheveled.
2: I think... I mean, they they had to stop doing these ads, not because of anything to do with the campaign, which remember... Oh, remember somebody got mad at the campaign because, like, it was...
1: Shy peers.
2: It, it was shy peers. That's yeah. right. Shy peers Because we have offended. an
1: association of shy peers. But that's not why they had to quit peers. doing it. No, no. But they... You know, there's some association... Uh, representing the, the rights and needs of people who have whatever medical condition makes you a shy peer. Right. He had a shy pee joke in this one of these commercials. And so they released a statement about it. But that's because if you're in an association or if you're the PR person for this association of this very, very...
2: It's like Christmas thing, come early.
1: You need And you want to spread the word. Oh, finally, yeah. somebody made fun of us on, on a <laughs> national platform. Hey, we should Let's make... Get the hey, word hey out.
2: shy pee association...
1: Yeah, come at me, bro. Hey, yeah. What can we say? Hey, l- learn to pee. <laughs> now, release a statement and make sure you release was it also, to the major was there media.
2: Also, it was the shy peers, not the never nudes.
1: I don't think there's a never nude joke in there, these. Is okay, there? there isn't, but there are, there are there are people who
2: are, are legit. They're not called Never Nudes. There's like a name for it.
1: Oh, really? And they got mad at Arrested Development?
2: Uh, I think so, if oh, I recall man. correctly.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, let's just watch one of these. Which one did you pick here? I see I you picked, have a link.
2: I picked Poor Decision Making, Rob Lowe, because I didn't remember that one as well. I
1: forgot about these. Hi, I'm Rob Lowe, and I have Direct TV, And I'm Poor Decision Making, Rob Lowe. He's and got I got a cable.
2: tattoo of Rob Direc- on his face.
1: TV. If you tune in late to a show, you can just restart it from the beginning. I'm going to miss my show. This shady drifter wants to borrow my car. Even if I don't get... Was that Jason Manzoukas? I, it
2: sure looks like him.
1: Is that Jason Manzoukas? No way. I think Jason Manzoukas would be too big at this point this, in this was a career. long time
2: ago. Oh, Hang my on. gosh. So uh,
1: while Genevieve Googles this, I'll explain this joke. So uh, bad decision-making, uh, Rob Lowe is in a parking lot somewhere, and you have he describes a drifter. You have a, a guy who looks I guess kind of like a a Charles Manson esque, you know, probably homeless guy wearing lots of layers and is very disheveled.
2: Well if it's him, it's not coming up in the first page of Google. So I really want to it doesn't know, exist.
1: All right. Back to the back to the commercial. Even if I don't I get home him. in time with Directv, I just restart my show. I just ate this tuna sandwich I found on the bus. <laughs> don't be like this, mate.
2: Rid- it was I, a
1: good campaign.
2: It man. was a good campaign, and I kind of like this one for this for our show because it's very audio, It's audio driven, and it's very much like the same joke as Bad Idea Jeans, right? Yes.
1: Can I tell you something? Um, this is not a joke or an exaggeration uh i was sorry i'm trying to remember the beginning of this story i, was, I like how
2: slow it's going yeah, though no, so that's I got like, that going for it
1: so <laughs> i was um talking to my cat today sure, our cat of Theo. course Um, and it must've, oh, that's right. It was right before I fed him in the morning. I was trying to remember the the circumstances here and you're uh, still
2: reeling from your dream of t-shirts.
1: Yes. And, uh, that was only one part of it. Do you want to hear the rest of the dream? (laughs) Okay, so I'm in the bathroom, and I haven't fed the cats. Now, if I were a better pet owner, um, I would wake up, and I would feed the cats right away, and then I would take a shower. But I don't do that. I need my me time first. So I always wake up. The cats are going crazy. They're meowing at me, and I take a shower. Then I get out of the shower, and as I kind of dry off, clean up, get dressed, all that stuff, I open the the bathroom door. This is every damn morning. And then Theo comes in. And he hops up in the toilet and then he hops up on the sink and he kind of gets in my face and he meows at me a lot. And I said to him today, oh, I know buddy, you're hungry. You're, you're hangry. You're hangry like Johnny Manziel before he eats his Snickers. Got in your head. It got in my head. And that would be another example of the, that Snickers campaign. I know yeah. that was a really long climb for a story that didn't pay off. But that's another campaign where you have two different versions of something. Yeah,
2: and I, inc- I included... I didn't include any links in our thing because we have definitely talked about that at length. And it's a little bit different because the version of you is a celebrity in yes. yep. most of them. Or yep. the celebrity is doing something out of character in Johnny, Man- mm-hmm. Johnny Football's case. But... Johnny Clipboard. (laughs) Johnny Announce-a-Booth. Yeah, so it's a... a, But it it keys off the same idea, right? That there's a you and then there's another you. Mm -hmm. Um, This, by the way, doing... (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm just kind of goofy today, I guess. And when I was doing the research for this today, I kept thinking, like, you know, you... Like, it's you. It's another you. And it kept taking me back to this friend that I had in college who had a theory that um, everyone has a fat version of themselves oh, walking around somewhere. And before yeah. anyone accuses me of fat shaming, let me be clear. I am the fat version of somebody else. <laughs> but he had a song he would sing it went like this. You, you, the big fat you. And so that was... That was, your,
1: that was one of the British thugs that you used to hang out with, right? No.
2: It was a, no really? It was like a guy who did improv. We
1: should um, someday uh, uh, compare notes on your actual life before you met me. And my understanding. Yeah, I think of it. it's pretty
2: different. <clears throat>
1: yeah, because I have, uh, you know, I just take really broad strokes, and then I you
2: sort of you try to color in the difference, they color in the rest, and yeah. you don't really have a lot of the facts. And when I say broad
1: strokes, it's probably that's more sophisticated. I have like, you know, how you have regular Crayola crayons, but then you have the big jumbo crayons. Mm-hmm. Those are my strokes. jumbo
2: crayons. Are the are the big fat Crayolas? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: Crayons, crayons, <laughs> big, big fat, fat crayons. crayons. Uh, do we have any more of these that we want to talk about? Yeah,
2: there's just one more that I wanted, really wanted to talk about. Um, these uh, I have been seeing on uh, on television. They're a PSA. They're, they are made by the uh, by NHTSA, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. And they are PSAs about not drinking and driving. And the mm. premise is that these drunk people go into the bathroom, whatever bar they're at, And they start having a conversation with themselves in the mirror. And the mirror version, which is much more like kind of not bleary and drunk, is like telling them like, you're fine to drive. And it's really interesting. There's two. And I'd like to play them both. This is the one with the man. and tonally it's just really different from the one with the woman
1: so this one has a very dark feel to it we see the um inside of a men's bathroom that is kind of dimly and fluorescently lit yeah and it's got a green hue to it it almost um it almost has a a david lynch vibe a little bit in the still shop but that's probably only because of the checkered black and white floor
2: yeah i think so i mean it's it's not another in other ways other than the fact that the mirror image is talking to them it's not surreal
0: Buddy. Looking good. You know what we gotta do, right? Yeah. You already made a decision, James. It's too late to go back on it.
1: Who's in charge here? Let's go. Come on.
2: Come on! Let's go!
1: The guy in the mirror is a total dick.
2: Yeah. Everyone's waiting
0: for you. It's not what I'm doing. It's not. What are you talking about? Is, I don't know if it's the best. It's like disappointing I... your friends, James? You don't want to disappoint everybody, do you? Are you a disappointment, James? You're a good driver. But that, that's Let's not... Get in the car. No. Get in the I car. I don't think I, I should do this.
2: Get in the car! It's pretty intense,
1: that's pretty right? That's weird, and we don't know how he ends up changing... I mean, it almost seems like he's... I feel like... Bad drunk gets the last word.
2: What do you mean bad drunk?
1: The guy in the mirror gets the last word. And no, almost... I think,
2: so what you what you hear there, but maybe, or, or what you don't hear but see is at, just after the guy yells, get in the car, the the sober looking but very angry mirror version, the door to the bathroom opens and another person comes yeah. in. And I think the implication, and you'll see it in the one with the woman um, uh, character too, is seeing another person kind of snaps the character out of this conversation that he's clearly having with himself where he's berating himself for not like just, I mean, I will admit I like I've had a version of the conversation with myself too. Like, come on, just pull it together. Like you, you know, you drove here. I don't ever drink, drive, uh, drive drunk, but, um, you know, when I was younger, I probably had a version of that conversation right, with myself. Right,
1: yeah. I don't know. I'm going to watch the second one. There's something about the roles of this. I'm wondering if the message lands for me personally, because it almost feels like... Well, it's a
2: very sort of macho thing, and you'll see the tone is different with the woman okay. the conversation the woman has with herself. Hey, babe. You're looking good. I love that color on you. Really? The girls were
0: saying they want to go to another bar.
2: I'm
0: buzzed. You're fine. I don't know. Pick up your keys and get in your
2: car. And same thing. um, And and then the slogan is don't trust yourself when you drink.
1: I get what they're going for, but I think my problem here is kind of what we were talking about before. Who's the stand-in for me? And I guess the, the drunk, kind of pathetic looking people, <laughs> because they are pathetic looking. I mean, they're, yes. she's
2: they've they definitely had their shovels taken it's so away from we-
1: It's so weird that um, she says, I'm buzzed. You, you can tell that. I only hear that in PSAs now. I don't know why <laughs> they're using buzz because she's shit-faced. You know, like, she's not a little... You use the word buzzed when, oh, I've had a couple of beers.
2: We do. We're 40.
1: Oh, maybe. I do
2: think that more and more, like, I'm seeing... Um, you're right. I'm seeing, like... Uh,
1: Buzz driving, buzz is, driving drunk is drunk driving.
2: driving. And I think that is, and, I, and I've seen in some other, like there's a movie that where, some, where a character says like, oh, I want to go out and get drunk. And then she quickly amends it to say like, I mean, just buzz, like still be able to drive home. She's a bad character. You think it's like a,
1: a language thing where the kids are kind I think of saying that, buzz. I think it's
2: a, yeah, I think it's something that at least that's what, that's what the science is telling So, you know, that's what the research is telling the people who are trying to stop drunk driving is that the idea of being buzzed is still drivable. Mm, I see. And of yeah. course, you know, when you get a little bit older, you know, that's not No, true. I definitely
1: d- understand the buzzed driving is drunk driving thing. That's a very, I mean, that's,
2: I think that language, I mean, be
1: clear. but seeing this woman who looks more like she's at the end of her night, yeah. she is bedraggled. Yes. That's when somebody takes your draggle away yes, from you. Yes, exactly. Uh, Actually, it's um, when
2: they bestow a draggle yeah. <laughs> on you. You were without your draggle, but now you've been bedraggled. How to train
1: your draggle. Um, uh, you know, she looks like she's more towards the side of passing out or maybe being sick or something like yeah. that. And so her saying I'm buzzed seems a little weird, but that might just mean be being, being old. But the point is the people who look good and are put together in, in a certain way you would almost want to emulate are the people in the mirror. Like I, I understand the that, point of what they're trying to do. That's what they're
2: trying. That's what they're seeing themselves. I, as. I mean, I,
1: again, I understand the plot of these and what they're trying to say, but a big part of commercials and we talk about this a lot is you shouldn't have to be super, super invested in a commercial to get the message. And in this at quick glance, there's one person who looks like somebody you don't want to be. And then there's somebody who you do want to be. The woman on the other side of the mirror is way more, is way better looking. She is the same woman, but she's put together. She's not at the end of her night. Same with the guy. Um, If you're just kind of watching this, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, be in the place of the awful looking people and usually yeah. in commercials you're not
2: i guess so i think neither character is meant to be likable the drunk person is drunk and the the put together person in the mirror is is bad there's a jerk they're, they're yeah. jerks yeah. so i think that's where you're you know, You know there's an ad that I did not include because there's no audio to it, but and it's extremely disturbing. It's It was put out by, I think, Clemson University, and it's pretty old. It's probably like 10 years old now. It's of this very sort of... I don't know why a, a university would put out a thing with a character this old, but it's like a middle-aged guy, in again, in the bathroom, and there's just music, but over top of the music, you see him kind of try to straighten himself up in the mirror. He's clearly very drunk and it says all these things in the in the text next to him like you would never hit your wife you would never grope your daughter's roommate Oof. you would never like a bunch of other stuff and then it says like but this guy would and it's the guy in the mirror
1: ooh wow yeah so it's pretty so that's just kind of anti drinking
2: Basically, yeah. Like, it's over... Yeah, like, overconsumption, I guess.
1: Wow. Uh, is now the time of the
2: show where we check in with the Ad Council? That's the time of the show. Everybody's
0: talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes
2: of my mind.
1: By the way, that's really interesting. Thank you. I enjoyed taking kind of a back seat to that. <laughs> For real, that was really interesting.
2: Um... Well, uh, our first piece of uh, feedback is from listener Tracy. Uh, She sent us an email. I said on the last show, maybe it was the last show, or I think it was, when I was talking about the, uh, we we were talking about the the new Diet Cokes, right? And the two, the one with Jillian Jacobs Mm -hmm. and then um, the other guy whose name I can't remember. Um, and I said I kept referring to the cherry one as uh, saucy cherry. It's Hell actually yeah. feisty cherry.
1: Right. Okay.
2: Um, but I actually was I was out camping this weekend, and I we had to get a bunch of you know food and stuff for our campsite. And I passed a display of the new Diet Cokes with their cute skinny can, clearly like going after Lacroix. Uh, and I bought a mango and I bought a saucy cherry, aka feisty cherry. Did you do the dance? Um, you know what? I didn't. I couldn't mm. remember. I I don't have the. I just don't think I have the charisma to pull mm. off the mango dance that that girl does. Um, listener Tracy writes, I'm drinking a saucy cherry Diet Coke right mm. now as I listen to you discuss them on episode 121. I didn't drink pop for seven years. Pop. Be- pop. We
1: have a Midwesterner, yes, Tracy. Do. Yes, we do. uh Hello. Greetings. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pop drinker, too.
2: <laughs> I didn't drink pop for seven years because I was in a singing group and it's bad for your throat. However, since I no longer sing, I indulge in a diet Pepsi, sorry, not sorry, now and then. In a weird twist of fate, it was ATM that drove me to Diet Coke after I heard you talking about the ad for the mango flavor with the cute dancer a few episodes ago. Now I am working my way through all four flavors just (laughs) for kicks. So far, the ginger lime is my favorite, and I look forward to Genevieve's review. And she asks, was I a, sec- a victim of secondhand advertising? Wow. <laughs> Did Big Coke get to me through you? We may never know. I think so, we do know. Tracy. Yeah, I think we do know. We know definitively. The answer is yes. But indeed. Well, somebody please
1: freaking call ad week and tell them about our influence. Tell them about our
2: influence. Jeez. We're so powerful. So I wanted to uh, say thank you for sending that, Tracy, and also to give my review. Uh, because I tried, mm. I'm not a huge fan of like ginger based sodas. Like,
1: ginger ale, no?
2: You know, a ginger ale occasionally will taste good to me. Um, and once in a while, I'll have like a Moscow mule or something. But just somehow the idea of like, it just sounded like it was a Moscow mule, which I wasn't feeling like having.
1: Where are you on Verner's?
2: It's too gingery.
1: It's, is Verner's just ginger ale only just, because I grew up and there were. Two different things. There's ginger ale and there's Werner's. And I think that Werner's is just ginger ale, but it just tasted so much different as a kid. I
2: mean, there's different strengths of all those things. Anyway. But anyway, so I did try the Saucy Cherry and I did try the mango. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're both quite good. The Saucy Cherry is um, like a sort of a better version of Cherry Diet Coke or Cherry Coke Zero, uh, which I'm already a fan of. Hmm. The mango, almost you can almost not even taste the cola. It's so mango-y. Mm. It almost just tastes like, uh, you know, like a mango uh, Izzy or something Yeah, like, like, that. like
1: we would get... I was going to say, like a colored pop.
2: Like a colored pop.
1: Because, like, that, that's, you know, some, some of my favorite sodas, yes, they're very... They're even more sugary and sticky sometimes, but, like a grape soda mm-hmm. a, on a rare occasion i'll love a purple grape soda or
2: an orange yeah soda once or in a blue moon it'll taste really good i'm totally on board for particularly the mango and i will yeah. even try the i'll even try the ginger lime mm. um since tracy's recommended i would it. try
1: it too because i like ginger ale why not throw a little lime in that baby? yeah and then
2: maybe a little cola
1: flavor do you want to do a taste test on the show next week all right oh, Well, you already did i mean warm, i did I guess, it i yeah. will
2: i can tell you i like the cherry and the mango
1: um i'm just having flashbacks to our uh quasi obsession with or my quasi obsession with uh, crystal pepsi about a year ago right which i Um, think is vile we need to get our hands on some more of that
2: stuff um all right so thank you tracy Uh, i was very happy to have uh, had some of those sodas and happy to share my review pop (laughs) Um, all right, this next one you actually um, made sure we wanted we included this one. This is from listener Taylor. Oh yeah,
1: from the Facebook page.
2: Yes, our chief marketing officer listener Taylor.
1: who by the way, quick insertion here. I saw this on a on a public social media site. So I think it's okay to say this happy anniversary. I believe her and her husband Justin are celebrating 14 years oh, today. Happy I anniversary.
2: congratulations.
1: Anyway, so uh, so Taylor wrote... Do you want me to take this? Or you, do you take w-? this one. Oh, okay. I did
2: look at... I mean, I read the article that she sent, but you 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 kind of, I think, were more up on this. I also... Neither of us watched the Oscars. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, honestly, all I know is is, is what Taylor posted to our Facebook group. But um, I didn't watch the Oscars, but one of the ads that got a lot of play, and, and Taylor posted this Washington Post piece about it, was a commercial for Twitter. And if I am... Not mistaken. This is the first time Twitter has advertised on broadcast
2: television? Does w- that sound right? I wouldn't want to place a bet on that.
1: Let me see here. Um I feel like it Twitter used the po- um they've done digital, they've done uh, digital only uh ads before, I okay. think. Um anyway, so this uh advertisement, this commercial uh is a kind of one of those stunning black and white high contrast kinds of ads and a young woman who is a poet comes out and she starts reading um, her poem. Is she a
2: woman or is she non-binary?
1: I believe she is a female.
2: I I guess it wouldn't make sense if she, I mean the whole thing's about women. So all
1: right. Yeah. It's not about just inclusiveness. I
2: I withdraw my remarks. It's
1: specifically about female empowerment. And um, I'm going to read here from the, uh, I'm going to read here from the Washington Post. The ad featured a poem written and performed by Denise Froman, a New York City born poet, and here I'll just let you uh, uh I'll let you listen to it and just know while you're listening to these words you're going to see the text of the poem on the screen, kind of dynamic text. Um with a bunch of faces of women from all kinds of walks of life in black and white kind of including, flashing like, on the screen including some, Yes, including a few famous women. Some
2: famous
0: ones. I heard a woman becomes herself the first time she speaks without permission. Then every word out her mouth a riot. Say beautiful and point to the map of your body. Say brave and wear your skin like a gown or a suit. Say hero and cast yourself in the lead role. When a girl pronounces her own name there is glory. When a woman tells her own story she lives forever. If this poem is the only thing that survives me, tell them this is how I happened. Tell them I built me a throne. Tell them when we discovered life on another planet, it was a woman. And she built a bridge, not a border. I heard this is how you make history. This is how you create a new world.
1: Um, so the controversy here... I'm sorry, I'm pausing because a bunch of thoughts going through my head. Um, the first thought I want to say here is uh, the people who were included that you might have heard of in that was Ava DuVernay, like you said, uh, Julie Dash, a filmmaker. I don't know who that is. Documentarian Jennifer Bray or Brea and Insecure director and actress Issa Rae, um, which, by the way, we got to catch up on Insecure. It's so good. It's so good. And yeah. I keep falling behind. Um, uh, the controversy here, as Taylor points out, is while this ad is really good hey, Twitter, why are you putting money into advertising this type of thing when your policies clearly don't follow suit why don't you actually do something to protect women on twitter can i I just read taylor's note here yeah uh like so many i love this ad and i thought it was so beautiful and then i thought really twitter put your policies where your mouth is also based on reaction i saw on twitter i'm not the only one who thought for sure this was a dove ad and for some reason i still thought that even after seeing the logo which i'm sleep deprived but that seems like a branding problem it is true they both have birds don't they Dove and oh, uh, right, they are sort of Twitter you know and what? that stark black and white. Their like, logos
2: and, are not that dissimilar. And hasn't
1: Dove been doing a lot of the black and white, high contrast photography to show women's faces of all different ages and stuff as well? Um, and that's what this Washington Post piece is all about too. That Taylor links to, which is um, people were just really pissed off because there are so many things that Twitter could do to make it its platform a safer place for women, uh, and it has done as far as we can see, nothing to alleviate those concerns or make it a safer place. Yet here they are trying to like kind of, um, I don't even know what the word like is, like go on national TV during a, I think the Oscars is the second biggest commercial kind of buy-in of the year after the Super Bowl. It's hard to think of what else
2: it would be, yeah. Um,
1: Although I heard the ratings were, are are continuing to slide year after year with the uh, the award ceremony. But, um, you know, to spend big bucks on this thing, uh kind of towards women's empowerment when they're not doing a lot in reality is galling to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I will quote um a woman named Stephanie who's at uh sad angles at on Twitter when they went to uh more characters. I don't even know how many it is now. Um she wrote two eighty. Whatever. Um uh, she just she she tweeted, Just get rid of the Nazis, Jack. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would echo that sentiment here yeah. Twitter just get rid of the Nazis and the harassers and the stalkers and the bullies
1: right yeah um, I don't even like that commercial but I'm a dude and maybe that and I, I mean I don't know like honestly it feels I, a
2: little done to me it just
1: does I mean it's like and we went on it for a long time on TBTL the other day Luke really hates those ads with Common and, <laughs>
2: oh <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all the time because he, he said i'm so tired of common he should just change his name to Base. right
1: um, now people know that i tell you the jokes that i thought were funny I thought that, that i told was really on funny. TVTL. um but uh you know here, can i just play that microsoft sure. I, I just and this is seriously this is a real personal thing for me i'm not saying i'm right or that people should dislike it but you know that that kind of style of spoken word poetry yeah. is has just maybe it's just because of my age like there was a lot of it in the 90s i feel like it's a kind of a generation x kind of like you go to coffee shops and totally you know so i married an axe murderer t- <laughs> type yeah. of thing um hold on i'm looking for one thing here uh it's like this from Parkson and uh, parks and rec
0: Anything can be a slam poem if
2: you say it like this. It's pointless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so I have a little bit of Leslie Nope in me when it comes to that. Yeah. And then, like, take a listen to this Common. It's a Microsoft ad, right?
2: I think so, yeah. And I'm
1: getting tons of them. I somehow, I think, um, from talking about it on TBTL, people sent me links. And now all of my uh, ads in Twitter are links to this video of Common in kind of a ted talk style presentation is on stage but he's talking to like an empty auditorium
0: today right now you have more power at your fingertips than entire generations that came before you think about that that's what technology really is it's possibility it's adaptability it's capability but in the end it's only a tool What's a hammer without a person?
1: Okay, I'll just pause it here and let me let me skip to the end.
2: I know that there's a difference I'm between beat poetry know. and slam poetry. I, I know
1: I was going a to bridge too far super with that.
2: Different. I just
1: happened to have that drop, so I just wanted I to to do it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that kind of presentation, and I I don't even think that I'm necessarily right about it. I think it makes me sound old. I think it makes me sound like a fuddy duddy, uh, and generally unhip. But yeah, that that cadence of. Put a post it on, put a post it note on yourself, write beauty on it, take it off, look at beauty. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I just can't. I want to, but I just can't.
2: Yeah, and it's, it feels especially, and I mean, I'm sure this poet, Fro- the Denise Froman, um, is a legit poet, and I don't, I don't, something against her no, or her No,
1: and I'm the idiot here. Um, I understand that. I
2: don't really have a problem with the poem itself. I think that style of, A spoken word, some sort of poem that's being read. I mean, some jeans company did it fairly recently. I think it might have been my my boyfriend, Levi, about (laughs) like, it was like some poem, like Jack Kerouac or something. And, you know, they're showing all the jeans. And I actually thought it was great. But my, my point is that this has been done as a style. And so... Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back, Twitter. And also, just get rid of the Nazis. And
1: it's just, yeah, it, it's just Twitter. Hey, Veeves, what time is it?
2: <gasps> it's Jingle Time! Head Council, it's Jingle Time. Yay! Thank you again
1: to Jeffrey Wilser. Absolutely. Who sent that to us, and who also, by the way, was a TBTL 10 of the Week a couple of weeks ago.
2: Wow. Um, He's he's racking up all the credit. Yeah. Um, this first, well, this only jingle, I guess I should say, is from Chris uh, in Portland. And I'll just uh, let Chris take it away.
0: This is Chris from Portland, formerly of the Calling In To Sing, the Golden Grams jingle, and also the McDonald's french fry jingle. And uh, I have another one for you. Okay,
1: first of all, no need to pad your resume, okay? <laughs> like, let's get that out of the way right now.
0: I have another one for you. This was from... The heyday of the 80s, and when I was a kid, we used to walk around the playground, and those of us who were cool and in the know could sing this whole song. And it, uh, it's from Milk. It's before the Got Milk campaign started, and it went something like this. Milk it does! Milk it does the body. Milk it does the body good! Pass it on! How's that go? Bell jar bounce so you, and grow. Milk got calcium, don't you know? It does so good for teeth it makes you smile. Tastes so good it drives you wild. Milk it does the body good. Pass it on. Milk does yes yeah. Milk does the body. Milk does the body good. Pass it on. All right. Hope you guys had a fun time with that. And I love the show. And talk to you guys later. Bye.
1: I don't know, man. If you guys aren't going to put any effort into these, I'm just going to cancel just, the whole why thing. Why don't you
2: just try just, a little bit? Give just, like even 10%.
1: I know you're literally phoning <laughs> it in, but you have to figuratively phone it in as well.
2: <laughs> no, that was so good. That was
1: amazing. Um And I
2: want you to hear how close and and how how uh how much he recreated the sound of that ad from back in the day. Now, I think remember I remember this? that I do, just too. from
1: him singing it. Uh, this will let me know for sure. Milk
0: is good. Milk does a body. Milk does a body good. Pass it right. What you mean? To keep you cool and keep you lean. Makes you big, makes you strong. makes you up all day long. Because it's all there. Good for teeth and bones and hair.
1: I, this is also that perfect 90s yes, sort of animation, animation style, style I always talk about. That comes up a lot. It's like half, you know, real photos or even real video juxtaposed with a kind of like almost a cut out two dimensional yeah, quality. Yeah, sort of stop motion. Yeah, and it reminds me a little bit, you know, little touches of. Um, of uh well the the a m p m hot yeah. dog commercial and uh, uh, what's the Monty python. Monty python that's what i was trying to think of
0: pass it on good pass it on
1: I remember the end of... You know what sealed that for me? Seeing the skyline at the little girl's window at the end and then seeing the little cow pop out of the moon mm-hmm. and say, pass it on. I do remember that. Yeah, that's a oh, good that's one. Great. And, and
2: great remembering. I, absolutely. I'm so impressed that you couldn't, were able to call that to mind. Um, well,
1: that's how he let people know he was cool on the playground.
2: Absolutely. You can sell anything.
0: You can, sell anything. you can sell anything.
2: If you want to get in touch with us, uh, please do. You can call us at 607-444-5597. We are definitely still accepting jingles. You can always find us on Facebook at after these messages show. It's the Facebook group, and you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail.
1: Again, that's 607-444 5597. I just always feel like I need to repeat the phone number. I don't know why. I don't know if it makes a difference. I think
2: it's your public radio uh, fundraising DNA poking through.
1: You know what? Um, This you know, is the podcast that you rely on. (laughs) Day in and day out, we're there for you. Um, And we rely on your contributions to make it possible. So thank you. It's your contributions, by the way, not financial, but jingle related. 607-444-5597. We have a challenge. Don't send the
2: kind of money that folds. Send the kind of money that jingles.
1: (laughs) Send the kind of money that's gold. And that is your (laughs) jingles. We are working on a challenge right now. We need to get four more jingles before for nine o'clock. And I know we can do it. I know we can do it. The afternoon crew couldn't do it, but you can do it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us again, Vives. Excellent show. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was as, really fun. As an observer today, that was fantastic. And we'll talk to the rest of you clowns next Tuesday.
0: had the juice now? Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, i Pisces rising.